Welcome to Metaphorically Speaking with me, Delia Delore, the podcast where we dissect popular mottos, mantras and metaphors, tracing their origins and finding how they translate to everyday life. Each week we have a special guest who resonates with their chosen expression. Each week I say something to see if you can guess what the metaphor is. So here goes. Love has made me do some really stupid things. And even though I saw things that were wrong and simply unacceptable, I just turned a blind eye. I wish I had the maturity I have now when I was younger, even in my 20s or even 30s. It would have made so much of a difference. But hey, no point in going backwards on something I can't change. If I could, I wouldn't have my wonderful children and husband. So no point in going back in time, right? guessed many metaphors ran through my mind but today's metaphor is love makes you do stupid things it was chosen by our writer Francesca McMahon and she's added a story in there that really made me start thinking about the crazy foolish absolutely stupid things that I've done no things that I tolerated well maybe a mixture of all of those things when I was younger listen on I'm sure you'll see yourself somewhere amongst all the lines. Our guest today is one of our team members, Gerardo Pastoriz, who is one of our editors but works in film too. And we had a fantastic talk about Love Makes You Do Stupid Things and how it affected both of us. You know there's a story that you're waiting to hear about. But first, let's take another type of dive, one that uncovers some history but takes us back to the surface. Whether you're a fan of the romantic genre in movies, books or television, or if you aren't a fan of it at all, you may have heard the phrase, love makes you do stupid things. It could be the beast risking his life to save Belle from the wolves or Thelma and Louise driving off a cliff together. The media has always shown us that sometimes love can drive you to do things you wouldn't normally do. Cut your engine off and place your hands in plain view. Okay, then, listen. Let's not get caught. What are you talking about? Let's keep going. What do you mean? Go! You sure? Yeah. Even in real life, there have been famous cases of this, though not all of them can be seen in a positive light. 
Love can make you do stupid things that can either be good for the relationship or it can be dangerous. For example, in the early 80s, John Hinckley Jr. became obsessed with a young Jodie Foster after seeing her in Taxi Driver. He believed the only way to gain her attention and her love was for him to kill a political leader. Hinckley had erotomanic disorder, a belief that someone, usually of a higher status, is in love with them. His disorder made him do terribly stupid things under the guise of love. Of course, the darker side of this phrase isn't usually what the average person thinks of when they hear the term, love makes you do stupid things. More often than not, it is the young love and the crazy choices teenagers make because of it. When I followed you into that pantry, all I wanted to do was kiss you. I've been thinking about it since you first walked into my English class. I didn't mean to bite you. But you did. Would you have stayed with me if I hadn't? Yeah. I still would have stayed you. What? I can hear your heartbeat. It races when you lie. Teen romance films can often be the best example of the phrase. Even classic stories from Shakespeare, like Much Ado About Nothing and Romeo and Juliet, embody the idea of love makes you do stupid things. Romeo and Juliet make many questionable choices due to their love for one another, which inevitably lead to their deaths. Claudio and Hero are deceived constantly in their budding courtship, leading them to make strange choices to fix it, all because they wish to be together. Conflict, miscommunication and comedy within the idea of love making you do stupid things is the epitome of teen drama. There can be many stories of young love that show the effects of what happens when that love takes over. From John Cusack holding a boombox up to the sky in Say Anything, to the girls of John Tucker Must Die going on the revenge path after finding out he cheated on all of them, or the classic but problematic makeover storyline that has the boy finally realise what he's been missing out on. Love stories are messy, complicated, and above all, filled with acts that, if not done out of love, would probably be considered questionable on many levels. Yet love can often be the driving force behind the decisions a person can make in their life. Just sometimes those actions can be considered a little bit young and dumb. We can feel it has anything that has been mentioned in this segment reminded you of a time when love made you do something crazy? talk to one of Metaphorically Speaking's editors, Gerardo Pastoruiz. 
He really makes a lot of sense. Here we go. Jonah, thank you for being with me uh, today, talking about a metaphor that quite a few people have experienced, but I have found they've been very reluctant to, to talk about it. And I was very surprised because in this day and age, people seem to be more open about things that they have done in the past. Um, they've been more open talking about their sexuality, talking about uh, mental illnesses. But yet, when it comes to this metaphor, people are like, oh, no, I'm not going to talk about it. So I was really happy that... Um, you know, you're part of the team and you've said, well, yeah, you know, I don't mind talking about it. So, so after saying all of that, when you hear the metaphor or the quote, love makes you do stupid things, what do you think of? I think kind of being in love, at least the first few months of being in love, it kind of like puts your world upside down and you lose sense of what the priorities are. Um, uh, so as an example, uh, when I was dating my second girlfriend, um, I had the chance to go to London and finish my studies in London and continue working in London. But probably because I grew up in an environment where I was told that building a family was very important and having someone on your side was very important. The education it had, plus obviously you are young, you are a teenager, you are full of energy and silly ideas and you just find this person that you believe that this person is rocking your world every five minutes. You just don't care about thinking in the future, you don't care about thinking of yourself, you just want to enjoy yourself with the person you love. So makes you love makes you do stupid things, I guess is makes you, love makes you forget about your priorities and what's important in life and it's not a bad thing as long as you are young when you do that but that's what i think it means it means that you just forget what is a priority and you just give everything up for the sake of being with someone that fulfills your emotions yeah i agree with you um but i think that the only area i disagree with you was when you said that when you're younger because i know people who are in their 30s 40s 50s 60s still doing things that are really silly and foolish because they love someone so much and i think when we hear the term love makes you do stupid things we automatically think about our partners or someone that we have an emotional um physical or sexual um relationship with but love can make you do stupid things when it comes to your family, especially your children. If you have children or small nieces and nephews, you might kind of go out of your way to do silly things to make them happy. But I suppose it, it, it depends on someone's definition of what silly means. Because when I was thinking about what are the silly things that I did so that I could say, okay, love made me do silly things... I I saw over the years that I couldn't pinpoint something being silly, but I'm I'm sure I, I would have many times. 
But the word that came to me more than silly was immature. Immaturity. Mm. I did some mm. really immature things because I was in love. I just, like you said earlier, you go against the priority. You put the other person first. So after a while, you just kind of lose yourself in the situation. Mm-hmm. I guess it depends on as well the definition of love. Um, you write something very interesting. It's not the same giving up a career for a girlfriend compared to giving up a career for your children. Obviously, when you become a father or a mother, your kids are going to be your priority, your first priority for everything and anything in the world. So, yes, definitely, some people might do ridiculous or silly things for the love they have for their children. But I guess it's because it's a different type of love. We are not talking about a romantic love. We are talking about a family love, a love for your descendancy and the people that you are caring for you have carried inside you for nine months and you've seen them growing up you have educated them you have seen them in the best moments as well as in the worst so love definitely has different phases and different definitions it cannot always be considered as romantic love in that sense as you mentioned that i think that you have raised a really good point obviously when i talk about love I'm 32, I don't have kids, so I can only talk from my previous experiences, which they happened when I was younger, and therefore, as you mentioned, immature in that sense. Throughout time, I've lived different experiences and different situations that they've put me on a different perspective, and now I know what the priorities are. And not saying that I won't ignore them in the future, it might happen. Probably it will happen. We are all human in the end. <laughs> but yeah, if in the future I eventually have kids, obviously my priorities will change. And if I am giving up anything or doing something stupid for them, that would be the reason. And I guess that is a different reason to being in love with someone romantically speaking. Yeah, and I think that if we had the time to sit and think about it, we could actually substitute the word silly with so many other words like um, embarrassing. Love makes you do embarrassing things. Um, (laughs) Love makes you do immature things. Love makes you do things you'd be ashamed of when you get older. (laughs) You know? And Yeah. yeah, I think that we could substitute many words in there. And I think that's why, you know, in metaphors sometimes, it doesn't mean exactly what you think it means. What it does is it helps you to understand a story or understand a situation. But some metaphors are very kind of direct and you get it straight away. Like this one, I suppose. It's one of those twisted metaphors that you can make it fit into all kinds of things. So uh, it could be the kind of immediate thought is a a physical, sexual, loving relationship, but then it could also mean a relationship uh, between um, family, even your job. You might think of your career, as you said, um, you do that, or even, you know, you might be working on something and 
you're so intense in what you're doing, you might do something silly or sometimes it's not just a mistake. You just do something really stupid. You don't, you haven't realized that you've done it until someone else says it. And you think, oh my gosh, how did I do that? Other people might say, well, no, you just, you wasn't paying attention, but you might say, I was paying attention all the time. I don't understand how that happened. So other people might say, well, actually it's an error. Anything, it's an error. So it's like one of those metaphors that it can mean so many different things. It all depends on the situation and the place that you're at. Yeah, and I guess it's also, as you mentioned uh, at the beginning of the, the call, um, young people are less afraid of talking about this than older people. I guess it's also to do with the education. Um, at least I can talk from my experience, my family's experience. Um, for them, building a family was everything. So they would not consider that doing something for the person they love is silly or something to be ashamed of or anything like that, because that is the priority. And they can treat it like in a very reserved manner, like don't laugh at this because this is very personal and very serious. Young people, they have had a different upbringing and they've lived through a different situation in time and society. So for them, obviously their perception is different and they obviously would be less ashamed of talking about something like this because it wasn't the thing for them to they've grown up in a time where they had all the opportunities all the things that they could do and that's at least how i see <laughs> yeah yeah well i was talking to a lot of people uh, in preparation for the show and i was i was very surprised that many people didn't want to talk about it they just kind of laughed, like, oh, yeah, yeah. But some people couldn't remember a specific story uh, or they would just say, oh, gosh, I did the traditional thing where I found out, you know, my partner was cheating and I did this and I did that. And I said, well, that's not silly. That was either an act of revenge, depending on what they did. And that was either an act of revenge or that was being angry or being hurt, but not silly. Um, but... Someone did say to me that when they thought about um, the metaphor, it kind of made them remember that when they fell into a situation of loving someone so much, it made them love themselves less and that it's a bit of a toxic trait, but it can happen without you even knowing. So again, when people give, not explanations, but say how they feel the metaphor fits in, it it's not a direct, they've done something silly. Because I think that if someone has said, well, loving someone so much made me love myself less, love didn't make you do something silly. Love hurts you. I guess. Yeah, I understand that. And to a point, I can relate that statement to my personal experiences as well. Um, in one occasion, when I was dating one of my partners, actually the first partner I ever had, uh, I was very young and the same. Uh, she was everything to me at the time. Uh, I had the chance to travel around Europe and I had the chance 
to continue with my studies and do different things that they would have been good for me in the future. But I left them aside. I kind of ignored them. And as soon as I was growing up, sorry, as long as I was growing up, I realized that I was lacking some experiences and I was lacking some definitions in my life because I focused all my attention around this person and around this relationship. And I forgot about myself and my needs as a human being. And probably that person, what they meant is that when you love someone so much or you are kind of blinded by love, you forget that you are also another piece of that relationship. It's not only one individual, it's two individuals. Um, obviously, if you no, don't nurture both of them, you don't take care of both of them, it's going to turn up a toxic relationship. It, even if it only affects one of them, it's still toxic. Um, I do understand that. And yes, I kind of agree with that person. Sometimes if you lose sense that you also can first in the relationship is not only your partner but also you if you forget about that and you don't take care of yourself i guess that you kind of lose self-esteem and you lose motivation and that makes you feel bad with yourself and your surroundings and it might make the person turn a bit toxic a bit more distant less caring so i guess it's if you don't have self-control and you do not assess yourself as well, you can end up hurting yourself. It's not the other person hurting you in this case, it's hurting yourself because you just stopped caring for yourself, if that makes any sense. Oh, definitely. You've explained it really well because it's made me start thinking, maybe because I'm older and wiser, that I have forgotten what it felt like when I was younger, having those relationships. So I don't want to belittle what that person said, but I think my first reaction was, oh, well, I hope that you no longer feel that way, you know? Um, well, the, though this person is, is much younger than me, I'm hoping that they know that that experience is something that should be noted and not an experience that is just kind of left. Because I find that, not just when we talk about doing silly things. I find that a lot of us, we don't remember our experiences until it happens to us again. Instead of taking that experience and saying, you know what, after being in love with someone, I felt like it made me do some really silly things or things that, you know, took me completely out of character. So in the future, I'm going to keep an eye on that. So the next time I get myself in this situation where I feel that I'm in love with or falling in love with someone, I'm going to say, hold on a minute. I'm not going to react or behave the way that I did before, which made me feel like I did something silly or made me feel that I love myself less. So if someone can learn from that experience, then it's a good thing, I think. Yeah, yeah? and it's about ourselves learning about ourselves as well because you end up in a relationship where going back to this example you only focus on the other person you forget about yourself that kind of turns up in a toxic dynamic the relationship finishes and you are hurt after that uh, when you start on a relationship you need to be aware of what happened you need to know yourself and you need to know that 
you might need to hold your horses next time you meet someone. Not that you don't care for them, but you care for them as much as you would care for yourself. You shouldn't give more than you give to yourself. Yeah. It's about learning how to control and assess yourself, I guess. Yes, I agree. And I think it's also about surrounding yourself with people who are going to be sympathetic towards what you've been through instead of people who say, well, I told you so, you know? (laughs) I told you this was going to happen. I told you this person wasn't good enough. I told you that you were going to, you know, ruin your career if you didn't take this opportunity. I told you, you know? Yes. And yeah. Even worse, if someone says, well, I'm really sorry that you had to go through this because even if they don't say, I told you so, it's in the air anyway. Or you yourself will say, oh, I know you told me. Or you might say, I know you told me. It's better for you to say, I know you told me this, I shouldn't do it, blah, blah, blah. It's better for you to admit it for the, than for them to say, I did tell you, you shouldn't do it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, oh, well. but I assume that that would be a conversation you have with a friend again. love for fr- The love that you have for your friends is a different type of love. And... Probably because they're friends, you can be more flexible with some things. I mean, you have the famous banter between friends and sometimes friends, they take the mic one or other. And yeah, it's, it's, it's about, as you mentioned, surrounding with uh, having people around you that are empathetic, that they can understand your situation and they, uh, they have a bit of touch when they talk to you if you just come off a bad relationship because he hasn't been managed correctly. Yes, yeah. And that goes for everything, really, not just if it's about love. I, I think that anything at all, if someone has given advice and you go against their advice, and I'm talking to our listeners now, just think about the way that we talk to our friends when we say we're going to support them or we are supporting them, because sometimes even though our intention is good the words that we say or the way that we use the words that we say actually defeats the purpose of support the person feels no you're not supporting me me here at all to tell me that that um you told me so i i remember that that's not what i want to hear right now it's already been done i need your support so i'm saying that because a lot of us we sometimes we don't choose our words too well and we say things too quickly just think before you talk but um Gerardo, thank you so much for joining us uh, today right. thank you and i hope that the experience hasn't made you love yourself less no luckily it hasn't no <laughs> good good <laughs> all right well Gerardo, thank you so much thank you very much Delia. take care In the first half of this episode, we dived into the dark side of love-based actions, as well as the teen heartthrob elements. It is pretty clear from the media that love does make you do stupid things. However, to finish the show, we will be looking at why love can lead you to make these stupid choices. That's right, everyone. We're getting into the science behind love. It is known that there are some people who have been known to do crazy things when in love. 
especially during the early stages of a relationship. The honeymoon period is a well-known phrase for that initial start of a relationship where everything is shiny and new, as well as very intense. It's a time where our phrase, love makes you do stupid things, becomes very real. There was a study conducted by Samir Ziki, published under the title The Neurobiology of Love, which found that the area of the brain that is associated with judgment can stop working when someone is in love. Because of this, that means people can make silly choices and do things they wouldn't normally do, as you are not making logical decisions. Think of an early relationship in your life. Can you honestly say there wasn't a time you did something you wouldn't usually do just because the person you liked wanted to do it? Here's our little story I mentioned earlier about our writer Francesca, who once chugged half a pint of vodka because the girl she liked said they'd kiss the person who downed the same drink with them. To say it ended badly would very much be an understatement. And those were Francesca's words, not mine. We all mess up. I'm the guy who died in a block of cement trying to impress a girl. I'm like Han Solo. In Star Wars? He was encased in carbonite? God, my poor, poor parents. How would they face anyone at the funeral? Okay, Andrew, you're gonna make a lot of mistakes in your life, but mistakes are, they're just pieces. Like, this is the foolish piece, but, you know, it's just a piece. You need to be proud of the whole picture. The whole picture defines you, not just this one piece. Have you ever heard the term love is like a drug? Well, according to some researchers, that's exactly what it can be. The feeling of love can produce a high in the brain that can be addictive to some. Helen Fisher notes in the book Heal Your Mind, Rewire Your Brain by Pat Lind Kyle that the effect of being in love can sometimes be comparable to the effect of the chemicals released after taking cocaine, though that is not necessarily the case for everyone. It is, however, the euphoria of love that can occasionally cause this addictive connection to the feeling that love provides. That is what can lead to a person becoming addicted to love and wanting to continue to feel that high. And from that, love can quite literally make you do stupid things so they can continue to hold on to it. Most dangerous predator. Everything about me invites you in. My voice, my face, even my smell. As if I wouldn't need any of that. It's you, your scent. It's like a drug to me. You're like my own personal brand of heroin. Love makes you do stupid things because the brain, in a sense, is reacting in a way that makes you do those things. While there is a way to control it, and not let it take over, as Psychology Today's article How to Stop Love from Making You Act Like a Fool from social psychologist Heidi Grant Halverson discusses in their article. Not everyone will want to do that. Yes, doing stupid things for love isn't always the smart thing. The context of the phrase offers as much. But as media shows, sometimes the stupidity in an act of love is what makes a relationship. 
As Halvorsen points out, sometimes to stop the stupid part, rework your energy into something else. Text your partner too much because they're a slow texter? Message a friend instead. Considering going through with bungee jumping, even though you're afraid of heights because the person you like has always wanted to? Maybe communicate with them and be enthusiastically supportive of them instead. There is a way to stop yourself from doing stupid things when you're in love. But if you're a fan of the romance genre, where is the fun in that? Wonder Boy, what? Why did you... <laughs> People always do crazy things when they're in love. phrase love makes you do stupid things so what will you think of will you think of the rebellious teens who believe they are the next star-crossed lovers or maybe the grand insane gestures to win back an ex-partner because you still love them or maybe you'll go down the darker route of what it could mean whatever the case i'm sure you will all be remembering a time when you did something stupid for love I know I will be. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Metaphorically Speaking. And thank you to Gerardo for speaking with me today. Your thoughts really made me think again. Thank you to our writer, Francesca McMahon. You really made me think too and laugh. I know, Gerardo, that you started thinking more about your crazy love stuff while you were editing. How about you, listeners? Did you shake your head in amazement, remembering all the things you've forgotten that you did and you can't even recognize yourself, all in the name of love? Don't forget, if you'd like to suggest a metaphor for an upcoming show, you can reach me at colorful.com slash shows slash Delia and use the contact tab or email info at metaphorically speaking.uk and we'd love you to share the show with your friends or leave a review on colorful.com or on our podcast metaphorically speaking which is on apple spotify and all major streaming platforms we depend on you to help us grow so we can produce the best content for you to enjoy Join us for another metaphor next week. Until then, I'm Delia Delore. Keep safe. Goodbye.